what's happening with the Mets? I mean, what's happening with the Mets? You're in the playoffs, and all I hear is Lindor and Alonzo talking about the crowd, and they're going to feed off the crowd. It was done in the second inning. Max Scherzer gave up four home runs, set a record for runs given up in a game, in, in a playoff game. I mean, four home runs? He's not healthy. And Bumble says that they are the worst 101-win team he's he's ever seen. Also, that it doesn't mean as much to him in a 15-team playoff as opposed to a 12 and, or 12-team league. A 12-team league, 12 league is as opposed to 15. I don't know. He was going off on that stuff. It's 101 wins. But I feel like they haven't been good for a while. And you brought in Buck to kind of right the ship, to bring in a veteran voice, and it came back and bit him in the ass. So you think, okay, we get an older manager as opposed to a younger manager. The cards yesterday had were flying. They, they let their starter go 75 pitches. They're up 2-0 in the ninth. They give up six runs in the ninth. They blow the game. I, I mean, you thought the game was in hand. It was over, and the Phils are just not going to quit. I saw one thing. I think every let – me, let me think. I think every – well, okay, the, the Guardians won at home. The the Cardinals lost at home, the Mets lost at home, and the Blue Jays lost at home. So three of the four higher seeds lost in the wild card, which Seattle won their first playoff game in 21 years. The Phillies won their first playoff game in 11 years. I mean, a day. But the Mets, how flat can you be? I'm tired of hearing Alonzo, you know, and Lindor said they're going to feed off the crowd. Guys, today, that's it. Blake Snell who, you know, he, I was talking to Jason, he says he throws a lot of punches, he could throw a hundred, a lot of punches, a hundred, a hundred pitches. Now, we'll see, you know, he says sometimes he throws a hundred pitches through five innings, and then he got to go to the bullpen, but what does it matter? You Darvish threw, what, seven and a third? Shut out, oh, he gave a home run to Escobar. Escobar had two hits yesterday, Escobar came to play, but Alonzo Lindor, listen, the Mets are in trouble now, you got Marte back, and Jay said if they had Marte, they wouldn't be in this position. Would it matter? Would it matter? I don't know. Because I feel like for a 101-win team, they are, they're just, they haven't been good for quite a while. For quite a while. Yeah, I mean, I just feel like it's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a long time. Hal's kid is a Yankee in Galveston, Texas, in his, in his Little League team. I think that's, that's karma, buddy. That's karma. We'll see. They said, is Chapman going to be on the Yankees playoff team? The playoff roster for the ALDS? Verlander starting game one for the Astros. Of course he is. Why wouldn't he? But the Mets yesterday, man, that was pitiful. 3 nothing. I mean, it was over. It was over fast. Ugh, terrible. Terrible. 7-1. Three, yeah. Last four starts. DeGrom, Scherzer, and Chris Bassett are 0-4. Thank you, Just Mets. And Mike, Mike Puma said, uh, from, uh, from the post, said, City Field will need to be fumigated after this one. Max Scherzer said, baseball can take you to the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and this is one of those lows. Brand, Brandon Nimmo on the hit, Mets hitting issues, which, to me, I'm still trying to p- p- wrap my head. This is from Tim Healy. Sometimes they're good pitchers, too. We had a, no problem driving in runs against Washington, who came in losing 104 games. So sometimes you got to look at who you're facing as well. In the playoffs, I know the Padres... Made it look easy tonight, but it's not. They did make it look easy. You can't compare the Nationals to the Padres. You can't. And I, I'm still trying to wrap my head about about what that means. You know, that of course you hit the Nats. The Nats suck and you swept them. You're supposed to sweep them. But you lost games you should have had. And you finished tied with the, with the 
with the Braves, but you lost because you lost head-to-head. And now a 101-win season could be over tonight. DeGrom isn't healthy. Scherzer isn't healthy. Darvish went seven innings, six hits, a run, four Ks. He was booed. Scherzer, he should have been booed. Yeah, and, and John Harper said, Scherzer will never say it now, but it's hard to imagine that the oblique isn't an issue. A week ago, I made a comment. I remember, and I talked about this, Ken Rosenthal, Rosenthal about just wanted to get to the offseason and reset for next year. It sounded ominous then, more so now. I agree. Yeah. So what is the issue? That the, So what's the issue? Yeah, because I said, a, I said a Bumbles that I said, you know what bothers me most? If you can't get up for the playoffs, then what? Is Buck not getting it done? He's never won anything. He hasn't. He hasn't. He hasn't been great in the playoffs. Scherzer is definitely hurt. It definitely affects them. When Scherzer's hurt, it affects them. That oblique is definitely affecting them. Four home runs in a postseason game isn't Max Scherzer. You're not getting the. You're not getting your ace. And I know he's getting paid a fortune, but he's not healthy. And if he's not healthy, he shouldn't be out there. Then I'd rather put Carrasco out there and Taiwan Walker and take my chances than with Scherzer, who had nothing last night. Four home runs? Come on. Josh Bell hasn't done anything in a while for the for the uh, Padres. Machado hit a home run. Come on. I'm sorry. Th- th- he, he wasn't ready to... Yeah, he didn't. And, and starting pitchers to allow four more home runs in a game to the Padres this year. John Ryan gave up five on July 29th and Scherzer four. And Josh Bell has two home runs off Scherzer, including playoffs this year. Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber. Again, great. Back-to-back games of Cy Young winners. A multiple-time Cy Young winners to, to pitch. Glavin and Maddox did it four different series. Now you have DeGrom and Scherzer. What does it matter? They're not Cy Young this year because they've been hurt. And Scherzer, to me, once he got hurt, he's never been the same pitcher. I didn't. Feel, I feel like they... You know what? That's a thing. It's all about peaking at the right time. And the Mets are not peaking at the right time. They were much better early in the season. And they ended on a thud. And there could be out tonight. It could be all over. You never know. Yeah. And Jason said, Yule, Yule was as good as he's seen him. Darvish, as good as he's seen him. He said, Snell, as he said, as I said, 100 through five innings. So that last couple starts. I also asked about his Chargers because he's a huge Charger fan. And I don't, I'm not a fan of Brandon Staley. And I know there's been a lot of injuries. And Keenan Allen, you, you don't have him. It affects the team. And Herbert with the... Ribs, injuries, yes. But he said, thank God for Khalil Mack. He said their schedule is not difficult, so hopefully they can, and they're going to play the Broncos coming up, which is also going to alleviate a lot of problems. But we'll see what happens. We'll see. I, I'm just stunned how poorly they came out last, yes, last night, the Mets. And they play again tonight. And we could have a lot of teams gone as of today. We shall see. Yeah, BYU and Notre Dame. I don't think BYU. Notre Dame's a four-point favorite. A lot of the guys here like... Rob Riggle, Rob Riddle, Rob Riggle, Riggle, whatever the comedian, he's there. At least he knows sports. He's more a sports guy for the. I love, I love that they're at Kansas. I, I love that they're at Kansas. Yeah, and the Phillies, first team in postseason history to score six plus runs in an inning in the ninth inning or, ninth inning or later when entering the the inning scoreless. And Juan Yepes hit the first pinch hit go ahead home run in Cardinals postseason history. That's pretty cool, right? And it didn't matter. And I saw a stat that the Cardinals had been 93-0 when leading after eight. Well, that's over. I love those stats. I do. And that's the thing, too. You had four pitchers yesterday go seven innings plus. They had five all last postseason, which is amazing. Castillo went seven and a third scoreless in their 4-0 win for the Mariners. Robbie Ray's going to pitch today. 
and he could end Toronto's season. Yeah, Toronto, man, I don't know. You know, hey, listen, I want the Mariners to go on. I want the Mariners and see what can happen. Yeah, crazy. Crazy. Cra unbelievable. Yeah, we'll see what happens going forward. The G-Men, they said Leonard Williams will be back tomorrow. Two-game absence from a sprained MCL. Right tackle Evan Neal, who left last, last week's game with a neck injury, is also on track to start. And Julian Love, who left last week's game with concussion, could, should be ready to play Sunday. The Giants are holding opponents to a 29.4% conversion rate on third down, second in the NFL. They also rank second in red zone touchdown rate, 35.7. According to PFF, Andrew Thomas, the highest-graded offensive tackle, Saquon, leads the league in explosive rushes of 15-plus yards, and Dexter Lawrence is the highest-graded pass rusher at defensive tackle. So you got that going for them. But they're also playing against Aaron Rodgers, who's due. But also, they don't have great receivers. And he was, Lazard, they were at the U.S. Women National Game at Wembley with the cast of, of I almost said Bennett like Beckham, but, uh, but the, oh my God, I'm forgetting the name of the show. I'm blanking on stuff today. On Ted Lasso. They were there with Ted Lasso because that's what he does. And he brought Lazard with him. And Jerome Henderson, Wink Martindale says, is the best defensive backs coach in the league. He played eight years in the NFL joined the Giants as part of Joe Judge's staff, and Dable thought so highly of him. Well, he also worked with them four years, was a colleague with the Jets and the Browns on Eric Mangini's staff. Henderson spent four years with the Cowboys, four with the Falcons before arriving in New York. And in two or three seasons with the Giants, the number two corner has been a major weak spot, but he takes unheralded players and makes them and makes it work, which is awesome. And Dexter Lawrence, they said his, his breakout season could be attributed to his alignment. He's a... Uh, Lined up at nose tackle, 57% of 200 snaps this season. That's a dramatic increase from last season, where he did only 5%, 11% in 2020, and 27% in 2019. He's mostly lined up as a defensive tackle in previous seasons, but he's drawn more matchups against centers with the uptick in nose tackle snaps, and he's dominated those with 15 pressures tying for third among interior defensive linemen behind only the Rams, Aaron Darnold and the Titans' Jeffrey Simmons. He's on pace for 64 pressures. His career high is 43 in 2020. And defensive line coach Andre Patterson is known as a master of technique, so he deserves his credit, but Lawrence is showing up and getting the job done. And also, the Giants lead the league in play-action rate using the concept on 42% of Jones' dropbacks. That's a big jump from his 31% last year, and he was 18% back in 2019, and he's been significantly better Jones on play-action passes this season, completing almost 78% of his passes, 7 yards at attempt, and 111 passer rating. But on non-play-action passes, 55% averages 5.7 per average attempt and owns a 64% passer rating. For him, he's a guy on the move. you got to let him move. Now, I know they say quarterbacks but got to be better in the pocket, but you have to work what works with the player. That's what you have to do. So I'm, I'm cool with that. He, you know, he also ran two in against the Bears on non-play actions last week, two for six for 20 yards. And Sterling Shepard said he, the 20 ACL actually didn't happen on the clip they showed while he, where he crumbled to the ground when he was running the last play of the game. He said, I think I actually tore it probably like two plays before that. He said, I got up and my knee did something funny. I was like, forget about it and keep on pushing. The next play actually got blown dead, which in hindsight, I'm kind of happy about because I was about to have to stick off my left and hard cut. Next play, he said, I'm jogging, and it just slid on me and popped. Now, he didn't, he didn't tear any other ligaments, so that's the best-case scenario. 
he go, undergoes surgery a week or two, and he plans to remain engaged with the team. And, they, and he says he wants to continue playing. He's had a pair of major injuries within 10 months towards Achilles last December. He's going to be a free agent, but said he's not focusing on that yet. So he wants to come back. Wasn't career-threatening. Not, not major damage. And the guy's 29 years old. We'll see what happens. And Nick Gates is in that 21-game window. Brian Robinson is playing against the Titans on Sunday. They're activating him. So they saw enough that he's can play. But Nick Gates... He said, I'm just trying to make the team. He said, I'm putting my best foot forward the next three weeks and give them any reason not to be able to cut me. If he doesn't prove he's fully recovered, the team is desperate for salary cap space. You know, that's the thing, too. I mean, we'll see what happens. But I think that's a guy they need. Yeah. So I asked Bumbles what he feels the issue. And he says, if I knew, I'd be making tens of millions. They're not hitting. They're just flat as shit, man. They are. They're flat. They're not getting the job done. It's the playoffs. It's now or never. What is going on? I'm just stunned how they showed up and they're playing like shit. Yeah, they're not, not, not good at all. Yeah, terrible. Terrible, 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 terrible. Yeah. And concussions. The Players Association for the NFL has agreed to exchange concussion protocols in the wake of Tua's. It's unclear at the time how the protocols will specifically change, but the changes are intended to protect players from returning to play in the case of of any similar incident to what we saw on, on September 25th with. We'll see what happens. Now, I just saw that Bailey Zappi is not 100% going to start, that Mac Jones still is questionable, but they did put Brian Hoyer on IR for the concussion. And, and let me, okay, okay, talk about the Mets. And Rutgers did not have a fucking sellout last night. The blackout, you're up 13-0 on a team that switched coaches three weeks ago, and you lose, to, you're up 13-0 at the half, and you blow it to Nebraska? Now, I know the starting quarterback got hurt, and but good God. And get the fucking touchdowns. You know what, guys? You're up, you're up, you, you get it, you block up, you block a punt, you're in the red zone, you can't put it in the goddamn end zone, you have to score touchdowns. That would have been enough. 21 nothing at the half would have been enough. Nebraska is not a good team. And now they're, the, they're first in the Big Ten West. Slow your roll. They're going to get destroyed if they play Michigan or the dump in the Big Ten championship game. They'll get destroyed. They're not a good team. And Rutgers isn't a good team. Rutgers sucks. They do. Shiano, all the money they put in the program, all the money they pay him, all this shit, and they can't beat Nebraska at home. They're not even they're not even significant in the Big Ten. It's like they they will never be. They're three, what they three and three now? They are a shit team. They're a shit program. Shiano could have the most wins ever in Rutgers. Good for him. Because it doesn't translate to wins on the field, it doesn't translate translate to the team. I watched it; it was it was painful. And then the last series, they have a they have a third down, and they're which I I thought was kind of a bullshit call, but he did in front of the ref. He has him wrapped up, and he slams the Nebraska player to the ground, and they basically run out the clock. Now, on a kneel down, they almost fumbled the ball in Nebraska, but they got their second straight win for their interim coach, and now they're yeah, I mean. Unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it was terrible. You know, S Steve Politi, who writes for, uh, for in New Jersey, he, 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 he wrote like a thousand words. He goes, this program is just, it's embarrassing. It's embar and to say you had a sellout, that, that's what Michigan said right off the bat. She goes, nobody's there. Mickey Joseph. Scott Frost, you're doing something. Scott Frost, gonna, you know what? That's the thing, too. It doesn't matter how you play, and they, they weren't that good. But you beat the teams that are put in front of you. And the Rutgers sucks. I mean, sucks. I mean, th th I, 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 th th this, this stat. What did I see? 
yeah, wait, I, I saw this. Nebraska's first road win since 2020 at Rutgers, and Rutgers was going for their first, first Big Ten home win since 2017 versus Maryland. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. You're paying this guy a fortune, and that's what you have to show? They suck. Rutgers, if they're an embarrassment, they're an embarrassment to the Big Ten, they're an embarrassment to football. That program is a joke. It's a joke. Now, I, I also saw this. Aria, I want to, this, this is amazing. Aria Gerson said, the only Smoltz teammate in this year's playoffs are Charlie Morden and the Wainwright Pulholz Yachty trio for the Cardinals. And she points out, this was on Reddit, John Smoltz calls World Series games. He or a teammate of his has appeared in every World Series for 40 years. Every World Series for 40 years, John Smoltz. I thought that was amazing. That was an amazing stat right there. I was like, wow, that is an impressive stat. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I was like, but Rutgers, I could go on and on. They suck. They're embarrassing. They're, they're embarrassing. U.S. Women's National Team lost to England Friday, ended their 21-game unbeaten streak. The Flames signed defenseman Mackenzie Weger to an eight-year contract worth an average of 6.25. He's 28 years old. He scored eight goals, 36 assists across 80 games. He was drafted by the Panthers in 2016. Spent six seasons with Florida. And they're building for the future. And Redeem team is now on about the 2008 U.S. men's Olympic basketball team from the filmmakers behind The Last Dance. But the one I want to see that's on October 11th, what's the date? Eight, nine, on Tuesday on HBO Max is, is about Jeremy Lin during the 2012 season with the Knicks. He scored 38 against the Lakers, ushering in the era of insanity. That, I'll never forget that. He was on fire. I'm, Carmelo was pissed. But that was magical. It was like something you had to see. It was, it was, it was must-see must see TV. Yeah, he was unbelievable. He was on fire. It was awesome. Awesome to watch. Yeah, it, it was great. I love that shit. Yeah. Yeah, Verlander starting game one. No, sh no, no shot. Of course he's starting game one. Brian Robinson, I love that he's playing. Yeah, that's Arch Manning threw a winning touchdown, 43-yard touchdown pass on Friday night for his high school football team. Scherzer, you suck. Yeah. Carol, happy birthday, Carol. And you know who was at the Canucks game yesterday? Number one fan, Kobe Smulders, in a Canucks jersey. I know Angus would like that. Yeah, and I love this. Ted Lasso at the game yesterday. I love those guys, man. I love that shit. Yeah, so this year, Charlie Morden, and I guess, I mean, it's amazing. 40 years straight. I guess Charlie Morden's the guy. And I guess Wainwright? I guess, well, they could be gone. So I guess it's going to be Charlie Morden to keep it going this year. We'll see if that happens. The Pats have the throwback. I, li I like the Pats man in the middle of the field. I do like that. I think that's cool. But I, I want the Lions to kick their asses. Yeah, they suck. God, Rutgers really sucks. I, I was pissed. I was like, you guys suck. And I love this. Mr. Met with the two-colored eye. But he's, Scherzer's not healthy. Not healthy at all. Squish the fish. I sent that to, I sent that to Bumbles. And Ruck and uh, Michigan, 227 points through five games. The highest scoring Michigan team in recent history. In the last 100 years, the only team with more points through the season's first five games was the 76 team that scored 234 they have a 169 scoring differential, a figure that ranks as the program's best mark through the five games since 76 was plus 183. 
the Michigan is one of three programs in the nation with an average margin of victory above 30 points. Didn't win by three the last couple. Blake Corum is the nation's leading the nation in rushing touchdowns with 10, fourth in rushing yards, and 12th. He is 6'11 and 12th in yards per carry with 6.57. And J.J. McCarthy has a rating of 16.2 yards per pass on play action, the best in the nation among quarterbacks with at least 15 play action. Yeah, he's better like that. And the defense, opposing defense has been held to 4.0 yards per play, including 2.9 per rush. They've lost 140 yards on tackles for losses, opponents, spread across 17 different Wolverine contributors, led by Mike Morris, six tackles for loss for minus 31 yards. Now, again, I wanted to look up 1976 Michigan football because I know the basketball team that year, I think they went to the Final Four, if I'm correct. I know 1976 Michigan football, they went... 10-2, 10-2, and two, won the Big Ten Championship, played in the Rose Bowl. And they lost. Did they win or lose the Rose Bowl? 51-0 over Stanford. But I wanted to see how they did in the, in the Rose Bowl. And the Rose Bowl, they went. They played USC, who was number two, and they lost 14-6. So it was a low-scoring game. and they, But they beat the dump that year, 22-0. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. So that, hey, they're playing Indiana today. Can't look forward, look ahead of next week. I'm, I'm psyched for that, man. Cannot wait. And Blake Martinez is on the active roster with the Raiders. Good for him. Good for him. And there is a kid, a rookie for Atlanta, Caleb Huntley. Caleb Huntley, Corderell Patterson opened the door for Huntley, who was hauling away trash last offseason after spending 2021 on the practice squad. Unbelievable. He made he made 207000 for the season. And no one knows when a career might end. As a parent of two young kids with his girlfriend, he searched for a financial solution. He's an Atlanta native. After a breakout 10-carry, 56-yard, one-touchdown performance Sunday, he ended up with an active roster. Yeah. Yeah, he said, I knew the checks were going to stop coming in, but the money was still going to leave my account. He said, I had, to, I had to do something to keep everything in balance. He started Huntley junk, Junkyard Junkies. The junk removal service started last January, offering everything from appliance removal to cleaning up yards. He's the CEO, and the employer removed the junk. He created an Instagram account currently with 133 followers and used a social networking app to drum up business. He got some jobs. He hauled away an old barbecue wearing an Atlanta... Braves Freddie Freeman t-shirt jersey and cleared another property in Brazelton, Georgia. Did an Airbnb. Pretty, he did a lot of stuff. And now he's going to start for the Falcons. That's pretty cool, man. That's awesome. He ran an Airbnb with his girlfriend. He was training. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. With his trainer, he did pool work. He did all this stuff to get in shape. Water resistance drills, lifted weights, running back drills on grass and sand, and pushed and pulled cars. Yeah. Yeah, he said uh, he, he would work at any time, any place. He said if he saw a challenging hill, he would stop the car, then he got out and pushed the car. Dude, you know, you got to want it. He wanted it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And he's playing for his hometown team. I thought that was awesome. 
I was that was awesome. All right, did I miss anything today? Yeah, we. Oh man, we already got football going on. All right, I gotta see. Is uh, Michigan is on against Indiana, so and Michigan's gonna be home soon. Game hasn't started yet, and we got the Red River Classic. Go Texas! Hook 'em horns. Hook 'em horns. They're there. Game started. Everybody's ready. All right. Did I miss anything else today? Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, Jim Leonard with Wisconsin. It's his time to push. Pulisic scored a goal for Chelsea. That's good. He wasn't happy with his playing time. We'll see what happens. Oh, and Stockton plays today. We'll see what happens. And Bosworth is at the game with Oklahoma. The Boz. Yeah. I am psyched. We got football coming, baby. Football is coming. It's going to be a good day. Yeah, not a lot of fans in Indiana. All right. Trivia questions from last show. Dun da da da. I want to do a short show today. And I just got really nauseous. I worked out. I, I didn't eat. I got to go eat. Okay. Last show's trivia question was, who was the first MLB team to win a World Series as a wild card seed? Marlins in 97. Just a few years after the wild card was established. They won again in 2003, becoming the first team to win a World Series twice as a wild card. The Marlins were also the only team to win the World Series without ever winning division title. And they also did fire sales after both. So, we'll see what happens. Oh, they're comparing J.J. McCarthy's Frankenstein. He's a Frankenstein quarterback. Is that what they're saying? He has Lamar Jackson's legs, Tom Brady's head, the arms, the arms of Patrick Mahomes, and the finesse of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, 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 think, I think you're disrespecting a guy who hasn't played enough to be given all those platitudes. Yeah, at all. All right, today's trivia question. Aaron Judge uh, finished the season with 62 home runs, 311 batting average. Who was the last player to finish a season with 50-plus home runs and a batting average of 300 or better? Was it fucking douchebag A-Rod, Chris Davis? Really? Chris Davis? Miguel Cabrera? A-Rod? Or Barry Bonds? Chris Davis struck out like 190 times in a season. That's a terrible... So it's either Cabrera, A-Rod... Or Bonds. Last player to finish the season with 50-plus home runs and an average of 300 or better. Okay, so last, first meeting in 1900 between Michigan and Indiana. Last meeting, 2020, Indiana won 38-21. That was a terrible season for them. Indiana, Indiana's only won in the last 26. Michigan should score often and early and often and put this game away. Hook them horns. And Giants tomorrow, Jets. Squish the fish. Giants smack the pack. Let's get to going, man. We got college football all day, all day today. Kansas, Mets, get that win for Jay and Bumbles. Come on, guys. I don't want the Mets going out. Come on. They got to show some fire today. Come on, guys. Get it done. I want the Mariners for, for, for Bumbles. I want the Phillies because I, I'm not a Cardinals fan. Sorry, Brandon, but you guys choked yesterday. I want this over quick. I'm not a fan. Of, I'm not a fan at all. And I think these managers pull the plug way too quickly with their pitchers. Oh, you know, he's throwing 75 pitches. Keep him in. Guys were holding, letting guys' pitchers go seven innings. Why not let him go as long as he can? Because then it comes back and it bites you in the ass. All right, I got to go. Peace out. Talk to you soon. Have a great day.